Are you ready? Ready, ready. Are you ready? Welcome to the Sex Show. Maybe you'll feel better after we have some dirty sex. Starring Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator, coming to you live, 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 from the sexiest city on the planet, South Beach, the MIA. Have better sex. Learn better ways to stimulate your partner. Yeah, that works too. Find the G spot. Hold on, that wasn't in the script. It's fun and educational. This is the Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. 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 Sex delicious sensual souls. I'm Dr. Sanjaya, and you're watching my show, Sex in South Beach, where everybody comes to have healthy, happier sex. And let me tell you about this party I went to, okay? I went with my girlfriend, Shelly, and it was my first time going to an outdoor party at a swanky hotel in South Beach. I just moved to South Beach not too long before. Shelly's like, Shelly's like, come to this fundraiser. It's for people with disabilities. I'm like, sure. So I go and I invited my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, and we're at the swanky Lowe's Hotel. It's a beautiful backyard. There's a band playing, the shrimp or the side in my hand. It is a party. And the first thing I saw that was a little different was all these women were on their knees, walking around the grass lawn on their knees. Now, you know, I know guys would pay a lot to see a lot of women on their knees, but these men who were there were not paying the women. Actually, these were beautiful women, a lot of them blonde hair, blue-eyed, all American beauties, and they were actually on their knees because they were talking to guys who were in wheelchairs. And these women were all into some intimate conversations with these men. And I was like, oh my God, I know doctors, lawyers, tons of handsome, tall, educated men who can't get a date. And here these guys are who are wheelchair bound and they have all these hotties chasing them around and the girls are already on their knees. Didn't even have to ask, mind you. So of course I do what I do when I go to parties and I went up to the bar. And on the way to the bar, I was like, who's grabbing my thigh? Is somebody grabbing my thigh? And I looked down and yes, there was a grown man grabbing my thigh. He's like, um, excuse me, excuse me. You know, it's a lot easier for you to get a drink than me. So, oh, I'm sorry, did that bother you when I grabbed you? I just, you know, I couldn't reach anywhere else in your body. So, you know, I just had to, you know, touch my thigh. I was like, what, dude? And he's like, can you please get me a drink? It's just so much easier for you to get one from the bar than me. And I was like, sure, of course I can do that. Because I think naturally, any of us who don't have a disability, when you see someone with a disability and they ask for help, your natural instinct is, oh yes, because you know, gosh, you have this like, oh, I gotta help you because you can't really help yourself. Well, let me tell you, for the rest of that night, these guys are like, oh, excuse me, can you sit in my lap for my Facebook picture? Cause you know, I can't get up and I can't, you know, and I just want to take a picture for you to Facebook. And here we go playing on my sympathy again. I'm like, oh, of course I have to. Till my husband walks over, he's like, why are you in that guy's lap? <laughs> And I'm like, but honey, he couldn't, there was no other way for us to take a Facebook picture. He's like, and why are you going on another man's Facebook page while you're sitting in his lap? And I was like, oh, oh. And I realized, you know what? Hey, maybe these guys are using us as a way to fill me up without asking. 
And you know what, just because someone has a physical disability certainly does not mean they have a mental disability. And that is one thing I learned there. And actually, I think a lot of the men there were using their brains more than men without a disability, which is why all of those beautiful all-American looking girls were on their knees chasing them around. So if you have not guessed, today we are talking about sex amongst people with disabilities. So we are going to dive right into it. And many of us don't think about this subject, but all of us will deal with someone either who has a disability at some point in their lives, or many of us will develop a disability later in life. You just never know what's going to happen. And today we're going to get down into it. We're going to discuss the mechanics of having sex when you have a disability, and we're going we're to just shatter all of those myths that we have about sexuality amongst people with disabilities. And of course, we're going to give you some sex news. We're going to have some erogenous education, and we are going to answer audience questions. So even though you may have never asked about sex with disabilities, today you are going to get all the answers. So you stay tuned to Sex and South Beach. We'll be right back after this short break on Own Your Power, Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, holisticfortlauderdale.com, and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com. The Sex Show. Maybe you'd feel better after we have some dirty sex. Starring Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator, coming to you live, 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 from the sexiest city on the planet, South Beach, the MIA. Have better sex. Learn better ways to stimulate your partner. Yeah, that works too. Find the G spot. Mm. Hold on, that wasn't in the script. It's fun and educational. This is the Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. 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 Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator, and today we are talking about doing the deed with disabilities. And to help us explore this very important, super relevant topic, we have my good friends, Miss Shelly Bear, Mrs. Excuse me, Shelly Bear, and Miss Ann Thomas with us today. So give it up, audience. So Shelly Bear is a huge disabilities advocate here in Miami. 
Um, she has created a guide called Access Miami, which is a resource guide for people with disabilities. She runs a leadership program at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. She just advocated to get benches in a specific area in Miami for people who can't walk that far and want to sit down and chillax and see our beautiful environment. Um, she's also throws sex parties for people with disabilities. I mean, she's a little freaky too. <laughs> but, and, um, and my friend Anne here, Anne has had many, many lives actually. Anne started out, I think, as an actress. Is that right, Anne? That's correct. Anne started out as an actress and then she became a? I became a high school drama teacher. A high school drama teacher only to go on to become? A lawyer. A lawyer and a litigator. Hardcore people. Yep. 12 and trials. 12 trials. The year before I got multiple sclerosis. And what year was that? How old were you when you got multiple sclerosis? I was. You don't have to tell me the year. 41. 41 when you developed multiple sclerosis. And Shelly, on the other hand, Shelly, you developed your disability much younger than 41, yeah, right? Yeah, I was three, three when I got juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So you developed juvenile rheumatoid arthritis at three years old, and so you've actually been living with a disability for most of your life. Yes. Yes, and Anne lived 41 years before. I was perfect, you I tell were you. perfect. I was perfect. And now you're just a little bit better, right? <laughs> so let's get into this. So what are the biggest sexual myths amongst people? Who, what do people think? What are the biggest myths that people think about sex, about people with disabilities? Well, one thing that I thought was funny, one friend of mine, that has multiple sclerosis. The man from Publix was taking her groceries out to the car and he said to her, you've got a lot of groceries for one woman. And she said, well, I have a husband and a daughter. And he said, ah, you're kidding me. She was in a wheelchair and he said, you do? <laughs> I mean, people don't think we get married. Yeah. They don't think we have children. They don't think we have sex. I mean, that's one of the myths. That's one of the myths. That's a big myth. Yeah, yes. they, they don't think we're physically capable of having sex. Like, they don't even put sexuality and disability in the same sentence. Even sensuality and beauty, in this, and like you were saying, childbearing as well, and getting married as well. It's kind right. of like it's not even on the radar. And when you think about the media, it's not even people with disabilities, women with disabilities, are not even portrayed in the media as far as like ad campaigns, being models, in films. I think it's changing though. Well, I think but you guys are actually a big part of changing that and we might as well get right into it. We're trying. Um, we're gonna get, so the biggest myth is that people with disabilities are not sexual beings and that's just malarkey, right? That's just right. some BS because, right. you know, having a physical a lie, disability, a lie. a lie, it is a lie, yeah. right? Right? Yeah, I mean, done. people with disabilities still have the same desires, the same wants, the same needs, um, the same hormones. Um, it goes across all disabilities. So even if you're a paraplegic or a quadriplegic or a spinal cord injury, you just may not be able to feel in certain areas, but you still have the same emotions, the same desires, and the same wants. And the same and so hormones. Up, right. The same hormones, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just have to be creative and do it a little differently. Now, most women, now we've all, I'm going to say most women, we've all dated someone with mental disabilities, right? <laughs> right? You know, right. So, I mean, and one thing that those relationships have taught us is that the biggest sexual organ is the one between our ears, right? right? Exactly. The more and creative the person, then the better off you are. Right. 
right? Yeah. So if you have you a have physical to to impairment, that doesn't impair your brain at all. No. no. So your biggest sexual organ is definitely left intact, regardless of your physical condition. Right, and there are a yeah. lot of people think, they know, oh, she's in a wheelchair, so then she can't feel. But right. everybody's different. I mean, I have MS, and I call that multi-sensitive because I am, <laughs> I am so sensitive everywhere. Touch me. And I mean, that works to my advantage and my disadvantage. But so people think just can because... Can I give you an orgasm? Oh, like no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, close. No, I'm, so no. That's a good way of reframing it. Yeah. Right. I, I like that. Yeah. Multi-sensitive. So... Yeah. So if someone, let's say, and Shelly has taught me a lot about this over the years. Shelly and I have been good friends for several years. So if someone is physically impaired, let's say they're paralyzed from the waist down and they're not able, let's say it's a man who's paralyzed from his waist down and he's not able to have intercourse. So he still has the same feelings and the same right. emotions, right. right, going on. So then how is he able to express his sexuality? Or well, I think the body par parts work. They just don't, he just wouldn't be able to feel, but he could still have an orgasm. And he could still yeah. become erect. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Well, it's a really tricky. If it's spinal cord injury, it's different from an illness. Right. It's, right. it's case by case. Just like sex As with everybody, right? Yeah, and we and we and we've heard of yeah, we've heard of situations like even quadriplegics when they're paralyzed from the neck down, like the the orgasm they'll feel it in another part of their body, like we've heard like in their earlobes. Orgasm by ear. Yeah, right. right? right. So it gets transferred. That, yeah. Right, and there's people even without disabilities who have orgasms by ear. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, let's go back to those mental <laughs> issues. But no. Um, actually, there was a study. The Christopher um, and Dana Reed Foundation did a study, and they found that men with incomplete spinal injuries they were actually able to. Um, do an intervention touching other different body parts where 80% of the men with incomplete spinal cord injury were able to come to orgasm and 28% of men with full spinal cord injury, they were able to experience orgasm. That's great. That's an awesome that. study, yeah, right? Yeah, that's but awesome. I think that we all know that they're a pretty cool foundation, yes. right? Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that you guys are actually involved in a big event that they're sponsoring, right? One of the things that they're sponsoring is the Raw Beauty Project, which, Shelly, you were instrumental in organizing. It was Shelly's idea. Shelly's idea. So I, tell us, what is the Raw Beauty well, Project in I, a nutshell? I co-created it with Vanessa Silverman, and it was a, a fundraising event for the Center for Independent Living. It was called... Okay, the juicy part. What is it? Then? Oh, it's a photography show. It's a photography exhibit showcasing 20 women of all different types of disabilities, their beauty, sensuality, and empowerment. So there's like or, a lot of nude photography. Or we could say right? se sexuality. <laughs> sexuality. <laughs> their, their beauty, empowerment, their beauty, sensuality, and sexuality. Right. And I want to say that yeah. these two little hussies sit next to me for the original Raw Beauty in Miami, and I've seen the pictures. <laughs> You posed nude, right? We did. I and, did. And was full frontal. Well, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, Ow. no, 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 no. Ow. I, I had decided that I would pick two, because I wanted to be in front of a train. We did it in front of a green screen, tied to the tracks, with just hardly anything on. And that was good. And then I wanted to be reclining in my wheelchair with a blue feather boa. And then the photographer, wonderful Daryl Strasser, he says, Anne, I've been looking at this Persian rug in Shelley's apartment all day. How about you just lie on the rug? I said, no props, no costumes? He said, no. I said, oh my God, I've got scars, I'm bizarre. And he said, 
raw beauty. Okay, and then there it was. Yeah. Wow. Four feet by eight feet. Oh, yeah. And they were um, large billboard sized photographs. Yeah. So they really, yeah. you know, made an impact. And we had a gallery in the Dorsch Gallery in Winwood, and we had over f 500 people attend. And, and it was up for I was also like a month. Semi it was up for a month. Right. It was up for a month. Semi yeah, you should have seen I saw semi. all your booty in that show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know what semi nude is for you. Just some butt. <laughs> you know. I was a little more covered than Anne. Right. <laughs> there was that scarf, right? That yeah, you're right, right, right. Right. But also, now this project was has really taken off, and now they're replicating the project in New York. I right, think that's right? great. That's right. Great. This, this week. weekend. This weekend in New York. They are actually replicating the Raw Beauty Project, and this is women with excuse me, women with disabilities being shown in a sensual light. They're taking mm -hmm. sensual photographs to really, you know, highlight the sexual side of women with disabilities and the beauty and the, the raw beauty. beauty. Yeah, right. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. It it's pretty exciting. exciting. And Anne and I got to do this about eight years ago, and ever since then. Exactly we've been doing public speaking around educating the public around sexuality and dating with a disability yeah we to go break to medical up, school break up the stereotypes medical school several times a year we talk to the new doctors mm -hmm. in their second year of medical school mm -hmm. and we talk to them about how well we tell our experience which is yeah. pretty funny we share our we stories. tell how we met right. which is pretty funny anyway but but we, we, as we've been doing these talks over the years, we go to human sexuality classes as well, um, mm -hmm. all across Miami, and we've really discovered that there are still so many stereotypes and myths out there about sexuality for people with disabilities. Now, right. I and talk we want to break okay. that up. That's our mission. And one way that you did this is you actually had the sexability party, right? So Shelly oh, yeah. is always partying in South Beach. A lot of my <laughs> South that Beach party fun. memories come from yeah, Shelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, when we walk in, everybody looks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that brings me to the book that we're not going to write, which was like black, gay, Jewish, and disabled. Oh, right, right. Yeah, we yeah, were, we're yeah. going to write all of this down. I was, we didn't well, have we any drinks could. when we came up with that book. <laughs> she had a lot of drinks that day before yeah. she was semi-nude. Right. Oh, yes. yeah. very much. Yeah. Lots yeah. of vodka. Anyways, okay, you guys. <laughs> Another story. Um, so what happened at the sexability party? So the sexability party was really cool because it was, it was kind of freaky. I mean, it would have been, I mean, there was lingerie, there was erotic poetry. It was at a hot South Beach hotspot, right? Oh, it was beautiful. And they gave us nice lingerie to take home. It was very cool. We got we got to model we were got to model nice. it at the at the party yes at the the lingerie yes. but it was part of ability explosion week yes mm -hmm. and that was um, we added the sexability as part of ability explosion week just to yeah the ability explosion you know more about that was a product was of our committee I was uh, mayor's committee for disability access for South I mean for Miami Beach and we had this great week of Miami you know mm -hmm. ability. And uh, yeah, that was pretty wonderful. Okay, so now let's get into the mechanics of all this. Oh, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> one thing to think, okay, so people with disabilities have sex. Okay, how does it go down? And the reason why this is really fascinating to me from a personal is because as Shelly and I have become friends, you know, girls talk about our sex lives. And I'm like, what? This happened? And she's like, of course. Um, <laughs> hello. And so let's just talk about the mechanics. And then there was the guy. Do you remember our friend? He was in a wheelchair, the doctor in the wheelchair, who oh, yeah. liked both Shelly and yeah. I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're yeah. like, dude, you can't have both yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah. Like, 
Is he the one who came up with the swing the idea? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. I wanted that swing. Yes. So. So there, there is a, there are devices and gadgets that okay. are out that are out there that can help people with disabilities. And so I know we've talked about the pillows, right? The um, liberators. The liberator pillows, right? Which I actually bought. My husband and I bought one. We didn't know it was for a special population. We're like, this would be fun to try, right? But and then Shelly had the same pillow, right? I think it's just for general people. I don't think I think people with disabilities just use them. Right, and then those of us, well, you just get lazy and put you in the right position, right? So you yeah, I gotta get one, yeah. Um, but, so that really mm -hmm. positions, the liberator pillows, they sort of have a wedge and they really, it really helps people position into, into, a, into a position where they can actually enjoy better sex, right? Right. You can thrust right. a little right. deeper right. with limited mobility. So you don't necessarily have to use your, your hips pelvis and your up, pelvis. pelvis. Up. Yeah, you don't have to keep moving your pelvis up. Right. Your pelvis up. Yeah. So, um, what about someone now in a wheelchair? And I know we've discussed that. So there, I know there are some wheelchairs that raise up, right? Yes. They and stand they, up. They, they can raise up to a standing position, which right. makes things for easier access. Yeah. Or what are the other options for someone who's in a wheelchair to have sex? Oh, well, you have to have um, lots of oral. A strong man. <laughs> a strong man. You have to have the strong man who can lift you up, and if you're a woman, I, you have to yeah. be placed mm -hmm. somewhere. Okay. But I think for a, for a man who's a, a, in a dis, has a um, is in a wheelchair, a woman, an able-bodied woman, would be able to get straddle him, right? Mm -hmm. Get on top of him. But when I was dating that guy um, who was in a wheelchair, I couldn't do that. So I couldn't get on top of him because he can't move. You know, he has a lot of str strength in his arms. But it was it was difficult for me to get on top of him. So he suggested this um, gadget, a swing, mm. that would somehow elevate me on top of him. Okay. And <laughs> I thought that was way oh, too the much work. <laughs> I didn't like him all that much. Ah. Right. So that's the thing. So sometimes people with disabilities, I mean, it's not like sometimes when people have a disease, they prefer to be with someone else who also has that disease because you can share medications, sometimes. you can support yeah. each other through that. Mm -hmm. But actually, so in the world of disabilities, it might be better for an able-bodied person to be with someone who is who has a disability yes. just for the sort of yin and yang. Yeah, it, right? we have a, we have if a friend. If you're lucky enough. Yeah, yeah, we have a friend who's in a wheelchair, you know, an aunt too, but... You know, if she's dating another guy in a wheelchair, and you and you've said this before too, like how would you kiss? I mean, you'd have to have a crane. Yeah, I, mean, I don't how know how they do it. Yeah, right. The, the but where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, if you've got that, you know, that thing, and remember, girls just want to have fun. I mean, they want to do this. I mean, right? They do want to do this. That right? was, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the tale on my uh, sex. You know. Raw beauty. That was right. my my tail line. Girls just so want to have fun. Yeah, that was so we'll quotes. find a way to do it. Yeah, we'll find a way. That's well, and I know oral sex is really popular. When I was talking earlier about earlier about that party that we went to at the Lowe's, I was thinking one thing about dating a guy in a wheelchair is actually he's the right height to really <laughs> do some damage with his tongue, right? <laughs> and I mean he's probably really good at it. He's probably been working out that muscle for oh. a while now, right? Yeah. And it's like me. I mean, you know, you go around life, crotch high in life. I mean, if you're in a wheelchair. Right. So you never know who you're going to run into. Yeah, and there you go. And you get I mean, I know. Right. I know. Yeah. I'm very no. selective. That was just, I just. You're right. <laughs> and so, um, so now, actually, in the, lately, um, actually, the topic of sex amongst people with disabilities was brought into light a couple of years ago with that movie, The Sessions. 
right, with Helen Hunt. Mm -hmm. So Helen Hunt was a sex surrogate in the movie. And a sex surrogate mm -hmm. is someone who teaches someone with or without disabilities basically how to have a more satisfying, intimate life. And often that goes into sexual intercourse, right? So do, what do you think about sex sexual surrogates? intercourse? Yeah, sex, I definitely. Yeah, agree. do you think sex, <laughs> yeah, sexual intercourse is good? Do you think it should be a, a benefit for if you have a disability that people, some countries have been starting to do this now? Actually, um, uh, let me see, it was the Netherlands, that was the country. In the Netherlands, they actually started paying for people with disabilities to get 12 visits from a sex worker per year. Wow! Yes, really? Yes, the government is paying for that. So, of course, people in the UK were also advocating for that. They're like, we want this too. So, what do you think about this? I think that's amazing. I think it'll be probably a long time coming in the United States. In the United I States, think, we can't yeah, even have I think sex it's such, a, it's, it's such a personal issue. But I think with people with disabilities, there is a lot of isolation. Right. So right. I think I think the idea that people sense. are talking about it is yeah. a really good it's, idea. It's hard to get out and you know, meet people. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. And it's For a people. normal yeah. part of life. Right. I mean, it's like you would have a personal trainer come to your house to help you exercise, right? If you weren't right. able to get to the gym. Right. So I actually think it's it's a good service, and it actually can teach people how to develop an intimate mm -hmm. relationship without before they actually get out there. Right? Um, there's actually someone in the UK is advocating. She's just started a nonprofit. She wants to start a little whorehouse. Uh, specifically traveling, catering. Traveling. To, yes, that would that would cater oh, wow. to people with disabilities. Oh my So goodness. if it gets cleared as a nonprofit, she's actually she's gonna have two workers and she's gonna have an accessible wow. place where they can come to, but they also will be doing home visits. Oh so we'll my see God. how this goes. Wow. You know? They're more we'll progressive really, than us. Yeah, That's pretty well, progressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, sex, look, I, I deal a lot with sexual dysfunction in my business, and that's also mm -hmm. a disability. If you can't have sex mm -hmm. for whatever reason, that's a disability. It's a disability. So uh, I think a lot of people, the same things, the same sorts of policies that apply for people with disabilities could also help the mainstream population as well. I've been watching Masters of Sex on Showtime. I mean, mm -hmm. what a show. Fabulous. There's only two more episodes, but that is about... The whole thing, all the work that they did about the human, you know, sexual act. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the more, you know, but I really like the idea. Yeah, I think so too. And also adjusting mm -hmm. to your new life with disabilities, especially for our wounded warriors coming home. Yeah, if you've They're going to need later. help adjusting oh, wow. to yeah. their new bodies, their mm -hmm. new lives, and sex surrogates may be able to provide that very valuable service. Um, thank you so much, Shelly and Anne, for coming today and shedding some light on this very, very important topic. You know, Miami-Dade has a third highest population of people with disabilities. So South Beach is actually where Anne lives, it's too. It's paradise. It's paradise, paradise for someone with disabilities. Um, so unless you're one of those, like, freaky, cultish people who's actually seeking out sex with people with disabilities, we're going to have a therapy session for you. That's on our next show, <laughs> Fetishes, <but> not today. <laughs> so thank you so much, Anne and Shelly. I'll put information about them up on the website so you guys can get in touch because if you need a sexpert with disabilities who can help you have better sex, let me tell you, these ladies can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Stay tuned. You we'll be right us. back with Sex and South Beach and Own Your Power. Yeah. Thank you. And now it's time for our sponsor. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex.
Are you a holistic business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business? Then you need to learn all about the Holistic Chamber of Commerce of Fort Lauderdale and Broward County. They have monthly meetings, workshops, and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining, they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people. Go to their website, holisticfortlauderdale.com, and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events. That's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com. You live, 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 live from the sexiest city on the planet, South Beach. Have better sex. Learn better ways to stimulate your partner. Yeah, that works too. Find the G spot. Hold on, that wasn't in the script. It's fun and educational. This is the Sex Show on Own Your Power Radio. 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 Welcome back to Sex in South Beach on Own Your Power, baby. And you know what? It is time for the, I'm, you know what? You guys see me doing this. Um, those listening on the radio can't see me, but I'm like clapping for myself. So let's just get it out. Clap. Yeah. Woo! Clap for me. Woo! Yeah. So you might not know this about me, but actually there's cards you can buy to find out what's your favorite sound. My favorite sound is applause, I have learned. Oh, <laughs> so you guys find one of those cards for yourself. But now it's time for the sex news on Sex and South Beach. And today, since our topic is all about disabilities and doing the deed, we are actually talking about the Oscar Pistorius trial. Now this is the disabled man actually who had prosthetic legs and was the first person with prosthetic legs allowed into the Olympics, not the Special Olympics, the regular Olympics. And he ran and was very competitive, great looking guy from South Africa and girls, and gentlemen's. He was famous for about 10 minutes before he killed his girlfriend. Okay. In the middle of the night, he says, on Valentine's Day, <clears throat> ironically, because you know, couples never fight on Valentine's Day because guys are such good planners, right? <laughs> So on Valentine's Day, apparently he thought there was an intruder in his home in the middle of the night, and he got up and he shot through the bathroom door four times, and his girlfriend happened to be in there, whom he killed while shooting through the bathroom door. Whoa. And though he was not convicted of murder or premeditated murder, he was convicted of what the equivalent in the United States would be manslaughter. It was like culpable, like he was definitely found guilty of this crime using unnecessary force, using a not unnecessary um, lack of brain power, which I know that was like a double negative, it's not allowed, but this is a double negative story. Because it's so sad when you have someone with disabilities who actually becomes a success in the mainstream world, outside of the world with disabilities, and then does something like this, not only is it tragic, but it also sort of re reframes the way that we think about sex amongst people with disabilities. Traditionally, people with disabilities can be taken advantage of sexually. They are actually much at a much greater risk for enduring sexual abuse and things of that nature. But this is someone who was 
disabled, and he was considered by the world to be a sex symbol, and he was celebrated, and we all loved to see his success, and then he actually ended up killing his able-bodied girlfriend. So this is sort of a turn on the way that we think about that. There's no need necessarily. It also points to the fact that there really is no need for us to have so much. We all feel sorry when you see someone with disabilities. And as our guest Anne and Shelley told us earlier, feeling sorry for someone really isn't necessary. They are living full, happy lives. And this actually just makes you think twice about having sex with someone with disabilities. This is a sexy, sex symbol and he just murdered his girlfriend so girls they're not always safe and it also shows that maybe not every man without legs is that good with his tongue right yeah. <laughs> especially if they have a gun <laughs> so now we're gonna bring it back up a notch it is time for some erogenous education and you know who gives it to us nobody gives it to us like my little friend from down under Elvis Hey, looking handsome as ever. I try. You know, yeah, international celebrity. I wish. So you're educating us. Now, I know on the show, we often talk about people who can't have sex, like who have sexual dysfunction. That's a big disability, right? It's huge. So tell us, what is your story today about sex and disabilities? Okay, talking about disabilities, I know we physically see people that, you know, unfortunately, um, don't have a certain part of their body touched, you know, whether it be right. In this situation, there's also the other side we've got to look at where it's actually, when we're looking at it from a sexual perspective, people that don't have penises or can't get erections for some reason. Okay, stop the presses. So this is someone with two arms, two legs, normal hands, normal feet, Yes. no penis. Um, penis basically not functioning. Penis not functioning, yeah, right. Um, but what happened was this one person in particular actually got a, it's called a penile prostate prosthesis which is basically uh so your friend got a penile prosthesis like prost a prosthetic limb for his penis literally it's a pump right um, it consists of a chamber two seal uh two cylinders and basically you pump it with one and you deflate it with the other, with the other. are the cylinders in his testicles so it's like you yeah. pump one testicle yes. and it's then you use the other to deflate it imagine that control ladies you're it's like literally boop, that simple whoop. Boom, down. No, it's, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> so, like, don't make me mad because I'm going to pump you and deflate you, right? It's actually pump, 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 and it's like pump, 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 and then it's like, shh, down. Ooh. Yes, well, basically, uh, uh, I And it works, like, perfectly. does sperm come out? Um, yeah. Um, he was, I, when I was speaking to him, I asked the question, he said, it doesn't, but the climax and sensation is there. Okay, so it's exactly the same, like. He, he said it's even, he feels more of a sensation. And during sex, he actually is, he feels as though, you know, this, this component is actually quite sensitive. A lot more sensitive than what he usually was when it was functioning. So that is awesome. So his prosthetic penis yeah. feels better than his real penis used to. And he, you know, he can, on order, you know, on command, get it up, it'll go straight up and get it down, it'll go straight down. And he lasts a lot longer than usual too, which he loves. Wow! Wait, because it doesn't go down until he deflates it. Exactly. So it could he be can... torture, though. Yeah. Yeah. Bring yeah. Whole new word, blue balls. Whole new. Yes, meaning. a whole new meaning yes. to the word blue balls. Yes. Right. Blue's my favorite <laughs> color, by the way. <laughs> but, but no, um, 
let's be serious here. It, it does. It's, I like it, that little tidbit. Blue is your favorite color. I love. Yeah, but you I, love I know blue. where you're going with that. You top. love blue. Let's stop there. <laughs> let's stop right there. Okay. Blue is my favorite color, and I get mine. But um, okay. <laughs> that's another story okay, altogether. Okay. Okay. But uh, come, coming back to the real reason why we're here and what we're talking about, it's actually a little incision that happens under the scrotum, okay. near the groin, and they do actually physically insert parts into the penis. So. The actual penis itself does have, you know, a pump in there, and the scrotum area does have two little cylinders where you actually do pump and deflate. But it's still his flesh. It's his flesh. It's his flesh. Wow, that is awesome. And do you know what was the sweetest thing about this story? He actually did this. He travels a lot for work. His partner didn't know that he'd done this. His partner basically knew he was on a business trip, but didn't know that he actually went away, had this operation done, came back, and it's actually. Speaking of Valentine's, a surprise for Valentine's Day. Oh, that's Aww. so sweet. Baby, I got a new penis for you. <laughs> you know what? That is some planning. If yeah. only more men planned like that, right? Planned yeah. ahead, yeah. right? Because <laughs> I bet you there are a lot of women out there who would be ha like, baby, what? You got a new penis? All right. <laughs> it's about time, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So th that, was, that was a good story coming off a sad That's story. That's a great story. And that really just shows how far, too, our medical advances are. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a time when people even, I mean, think before Viagra, before Cialis, there was a time when people experienced erectile dysfunction. They yeah. just couldn't get it up anymore. But now, in addition to all of the pharmaceutical interventions that yeah. we have, you actually can get a device in there. And this is also probably a great alternative for people who can't take those medications. Yes, yes, it is. And um, he said he doesn't hurt. Um, speaking to him recently, he's having the best sex life ever. Awesome. And he no longer, you know, takes it. He also gives it just as hard. So that's pretty good. Wow. And <laughs> gives it just as hard. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yes. So, um, okay, we have a few questions from our audience. Bring and, it on. you know, we're all about educating the public, right? We are. We we're are. all about this. So, Question number one is, my husband went away in the military. My husband is a military service personnel, mm -hmm. and he went away and came back disabled. He no longer has feeling from his waist down. Now, he does everything possible to please me in bed, but seems very disconnected from his own sexual pleasure. I would like, wow. yeah, I would like for us to see someone who can help us learn to have better sex together because I want to see my husband happy. Oh, man, that's a tearjerker. Yeah, know. I know. That's so sweet. For better or for worse, she's at least reaching out. Right. And not trying something else. Right, right. So <laughs> I think in I mean? this, I think this is actually a great case for a sex surrogate. And for those who don't know how sex surrogacy works, first you talk to a sex therapist or a sex educator, someone like me, and we discuss your issues and determine whether a sex surrogate could help you achieve your treatment goals. I could refer you to a sex surrogate. We would meet together in my office, come up with some goals, and then develop a plan. And a sex surrogate is someone who actually teaches you how to have more intimate experiences and make them more enjoyable. So not even someone, people without disabilities use sex surrogates and it can even lead to intercourse. Sex surrogates can actually have intercourse with you to teach you 
how to do it so that you can transfer these skills into a normal relationship. Wow, so they show you in a practical? They show you in a practical way. So this is really good. We're gonna really need to think about how we're gonna deal with our population of wounded warriors. Yeah, we have yeah. so many wars that have been going on for so many years now, and a lot of people are coming back injured, and unfortunately, our country, we just haven't been taking care of our veterans so in true. the ways that we need to. So true. So, um, so I think this is a case. There is actually an international association for sex surrogates, and you can look it up online, and you can find qualified sex therapists, sex counselors, sex educators, and sex surrogates in your neck of the woods, and there's toll-free numbers, and this is a whole sort of semi-regulated industry. And I say semi-regulated is because there's really no laws around sex surrogacy. It's not prostitution at all. It really is to teach people how to have better intimate experiences. Sometimes people just learn how to walk down the street holding hands yes, like we yes. do, you know? Yes, like skip, when we're skip. skipping down, you know, in South Beach. Yes. And then sometimes it just shows, helps people get over their body image issues. Like, you know what, you are a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. No matter, sometimes we grow up with parents who told us we're ugly yeah, our whole yeah. lives or whatever. And so I think this is a really great ca case for mm -hmm. a sex surrogate. I think it sounds perfect. I think different strokes to different folks. Um, Whatever works is the way I think in life, you know, if, if that's what's going to make their sexual life a lot better and a lot more pleasant and a lot more satisfying, then why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? And it also can teach, the sex surrogate can also teach the wife different strategies so that she can please I like that idea. Yeah. Just getting a foot, yeah. Getting <laughs> nothing. You're like getting, a, getting <laughs> you know, just third, getting a third involved to teach you a couple of things. Yeah. Do they have to third. audition for the part, or you, they just you can't pick who you want to be the third? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our next question. Now, this is a great one. So I'm a college student, and there's a guy in my class in a wheelchair, and he's super duper hot. <laughs> you know that's a college student because they said super duper, right? Super duper. That's something I used to eat as a kid. And they're super duper hot. Um, I really want to go out with him, but I really don't know the right way to approach him or if people with disabilities only really like to date other people with disabilities. And so I'm just wondering if I do go ahead and ask this guy out, like what are the things I should be thinking about? Do we need special transportation? Should we just go somewhere local or somewhere really easy? Because I really don't know anything about people with disabilities. So how do I make this first step? Um, get on the internet, everyone's got one. Get on your phone, research, and you'll realize that they're exactly the same as normal people. So they are people, they are human beings. So my advice to her is approach it like you approach anyone else. Right. Just approach it with a bit of heart, a bit of thought, um, and everything else will fall into place. Life has a funny way of making things fall into place. If you like the guy, you think he's all the goods, ask him out on a date. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm with you on that. And I also think that I, it's very important just to be genuine and authentic. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think that you're hot, and I think I'd like to go out with you, but I really, I've never been out with someone who has a disability before, and I don't know how to approach this. And I think that authenticity, yes, yes. that's charming. It is. And as our earlier guest was stating, multitask, you know, MLS, whatever, you know, whatever the case is, they, even though they might not have the capability to make, you know, move the way we move or whatever the case is, they think a lot more, obviously, because they're not so, you know, practical with their hands. So their minds are there. You know, exactly. You know, let them explore. I'm sure um, their imaginations run more wild than probably I once do. Right, right. 
Okay, and here is our last question. It is really interesting. This person is definitely a giver, okay? <laughs> so, um, I am a woman with a disability, and when my husband and I got married, I did not have a disability. I can't have the types of sex that we used to have anymore because I have very limited mobility and there's a lot of effort involved and I no longer have the same types of sensations down there. I would like for my husband to have some sexual pleasure and I think it would be beneficial for both of us if he had sex outside of our marriage. Mm -hmm. However, he's not willing to go there because we're very religious and he feels that that's a violation of our wedding vows how do I help him take this next step? Not only would it be good for him, but it would also relieve some of the sexual pressure and the guilt that I have ar around not being able to perform like I used to. This is a touchy one. And mm -hmm. again, I think honesty and being authentic and genuine is really, really important here. And I think if your husband understands that you really want him to have sexual pleasure and that you have a lot of guilt and pressure and anxiety around your inability to perform, that would help him, at least help him deal with his moral sort of qualms mm -hmm. around this. But it also goes back to what you said earlier, Elvis, um, in our last show that we did last week, you were saying whenever you bring that third person in, you have to be very, very careful. Totally. Um, I think it's, it's, it is a very touchy subject. I think they need to visit someone like you um, and talk about it because it seems as though she's thrown a lot, um, you know, she's, she's mentioned a lot about herself and, you know, certain, you know, disadvantages or pros and cons, etc. But, you know, I think you know, she needs someone professional to sit them both down. Is this really what her husband is thinking or are these just assumptions or her guessing or second guessing? I think someone professional needs to sit down and talk to him and maybe work within the relationship and see if there's something that they do have that works. Actually, I really like that answer because I agree. A lot of times when I deal with couples, first I take them in separately and then I bring them in together because they're mm -hmm. able to tell me things they often can't really communicate with each other. And even though she has a lot of anxiety or guilt around her inability to perform, it might be that it's just her that yes, turns her husband on. Yes. And he just wants to lick her down yeah, or whatever yeah. he wants to do. Yeah. And that's really what gets him off. Yeah. Different things get people off, totally. different people off sexually. And it just might be her scent, her smell, or something about mm -hmm. her that turns him on that yes. no other woman can replicate. Totally. And he also, you know, we don't know what's going on because he's not really talking about yes. it. But, so I absolutely agree. Talking to a professional who's focused on sexual health and helping people achieve more sexual satisfaction would be very beneficial in mm -hmm. this instance for both of you to get your points across and yes. come up with some sort of happy medium. Yes. Totally agree. Um, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself, but yeah. yeah. That's it. Well, you did say it, honey. I just took it and said it better. <laughs> yeah. Tag team, it. we're right. Yeah, you did. Um, so again, this was an awesome show. I'm it so was. glad you guys tuned in to Sex in South Beach, doing the deed with disabilities. Where else are you going to get this information except from your girl, Dr. Sanjaya? Yes. Woo. I love this girl. And my little friend down under, from down under who's up on the up and up now, yes. right? Lots Let's give it up for that. Elvis. <laughs>
And let's not forget about your Facebook and your Twitter. Yes, Facebook, Twitter. That's where you find us. Look, we give Nikki knowledge, Nookie knowledge, all day long, we morning, do. noon, and night. So check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Dr. Sanjaya. That's S O N J I A. Don't play. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you know, in my heart, I'm a rapper too. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. And don't forget to tune in next week because guess what we're talking about next week? What? what? It is intro to anal, baby. Oh, Woo! yeah. Yes, and you can find out more information in my book, Sex and South Beach. Ouch. We talk about doing the deed with disabilities and we talk about a little anal too. Actually, look, if you haven't seen it yet, what? What you missing? Check it out, people. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So remember that the best sex is always safe, satisfying, and stress-free. This is Sex in South Beach, and we'll see you next time, baby. Yeah. Ciao. business owner looking to network with like-minded professionals and grow your business then you need to learn all about the holistic chamber of commerce of fort lauderdale and broward county they have monthly meetings workshops and masterminds that are not only fun and entertaining they are designed to help you grow and expand your business so you can make a bigger impact and serve more people go to their website holisticfortlauderdale.com and sign up for their mailing list and learn more about their upcoming events that's www.holisticfortlauderdale.com.